Hi guys, this week I spoke to Nicola Williams, Master Life and Success Coach, and we talk about really um, showing up for yourself. Um, this thing that I've been reading, actually, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, has really um, just deepened my um, my sort of relationship with myself and really understanding that I'm the person I've been waiting for. Like we are who we've been waiting for and who we are is, is it's really uncovering that. And that is the work that I do with my clients is really looking at who we are, um, you know, not who we think we should be, who we want to be more about who we really are when we strip all that stuff away and building that really strong relationship with ourselves. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And um, without me further rambling on, I'll start it. Thanks, guys. Okay. So tell me more about helping women through your transformational life coaching. Yeah, sure. I'd love to talk about that. Um, so for me, I feel like many women play small. We play small based on different experiences we've had, based on societal programming, based on what we believe we're capable of, based on being comfortable in our comfort zone. And I think that that's why we end up feeling so far out of alignment. We feel unfulfilled. We feel defeated. We feel all of these emotions. So with my coaching, what I do is I help women understand what their big picture visions and dreams are. And then I help them to align their mindset with it and then take action in alignment with it to really be able to bring those visions, those desires, and those goals to fruition. Wow, that sounds great. Um, and how do you, um, do, you, do you get women into that, that sort of um, mentality? Yeah, so I actually am certified in quite a few things, um, and I weave a lot of that into the work that I do. So I'm certified in human design, um, so I help them to really understand their unique genetic makeup, their human design. Um, I'm certified in neurolinguistic programming, which is really the program of our mind, and I help them do shifts in their mindset to align their mind with where they want to be. And then I'm also certified in emotional freedom tapping, which is an amazing tool that helps you to go through different meridian points on your body and remove negative energy energy that is preventing you from being able to progress forward and then replace it with positive suggestions that get you feeling super high vibe super ready to take on the day super ready to move forward and so I, I weave kind of those tools into the work that I do in order to really be able to help them create the transformations they desire and deserve that sounds amazing um what is it um that you love most about the work that you do I love it because I get people that come to me all the time that are like, yeah, I've had this dream forever, but I don't really know if it can come forward. Like, I don't know if there's anything I can do with it. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's check and see. Let's see what we can figure out. And then we start digging deep. And before they know it, like they're making major transformations of something that they didn't think was possible. I also love it because I feel like um, I feel like my coaching gives you permission to embrace every aspect of you. So the quirks, the weirdness, all the things that were like, what makes me, what's wrong with me? Why am I different than everybody else? All the reasons we compare ourselves to other people. My coaching gives you permission to move beyond those comparisons and allow you to embrace yourself fully. Yeah. So there's really an element of like integrating the parts of ourselves that maybe we don't always like, like we feel like is not um, satisfactory um, especially as women in society as well. Um, and how do you encourage women to kind of integrate those, those parts of themselves? I always say left foot, right foot, one little small step at a time. I think a lot of times when we think of transformation, we think it has to happen like this. We think we have to make these big, massive shifts, but it's really just this consistent commitment journey. So what are small little consistent things you can commit to regularly 
um, to begin to make those shifts. And I have them just commit to it a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, pushing them more and more out of their, their comfort zone, but in a safe way, in a way that feels doable, in a safe, a way that feels safe. Uh, yeah, because I guess safety is a huge thing as well. Like we want to feel held whilst we're making these changes um, and, and kind of in community with other women, I guess, who are also on their own, um, their own journey. Um, so tell me more about the beginning of your journey and becoming a coach. Sure. So I always say I fell into coaching by accident, but nothing's really an accident. Like God knows what he's doing. So for me, I actually wrote a book. So I'll back that up. I actually went through a divorce a few years ago. And after my divorce, I joined a small support group um, at, at my local church. And at the support group, I was what's considered a table lead. And so I had about four women at my table and then I would lead them through these talks on like healing and, and things like that. And at the time I was going through divorce, raising two children, working a full-time job, working a part-time job and going to get my doctorate full-time. And so they would always ask me like, how are you balancing everything? So I'd say, okay, well, this is a tactic I use or this is something I should try. And they thought it was mind blowing. So I decided at the time that I was going to write a small ebook and then distribute it to the women in this at this table at my church. And as I started writing the book, I was like, you know what? If these women could be, be blessed by it, why shouldn't I give it to people across the world? Like, why shouldn't I share it even more? So I decided to actually write a physical book and um, wrote my first book. I was able to hit bestseller. And then from there, it's just like, I, I, I naturally fell into it. People started reaching out and asking about support on how to write books. People started reaching out and asking about how to be more productive. People started reaching out, asking about goals. And um, as I, I'm, I'm a counselor by trade, so I worked as a counselor for years. So a lot of the skills that I had from my counseling degree and going to school and counseling for years were very transferable in the coaching space. Um, and so I just naturally kind of moved it over and it's it's been nothing short of amazing. Oh my God, that sounds so intense, juggling all those things as well. That sounds like you did like an amazing job. Um, and I wondered if there was like a story of your own healing. I know that you've just touched on um, obviously some painful things like a divorce, um, but maybe um, if like just in terms of becoming a counsellor or, you know, things that you came up against in your own life um, that kind of really want, inspired you to help um, other women. Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, the best way I can like sum it up is that everything is working out for your good. Everything's working out in your favor. So even that curveball is a part of the journey, right? Even that thing that throws you off is a part of a part of where you're supposed to be. And so uh, the biggest part of my healing that I can say is that I grew up in a very, very abusive household. Um, my mom's ex-husband was extremely emotionally abusive. Um, he would tell me things like, uh, you know, when my, when my mom was asleep, like your mom doesn't really want you here. You're only here because you have to be. No one's ever gonna want you and you're not valuable. And I can say all of this in peace now, but for a long time, because this happened all throughout my teen years, you know, that's a time when you're very vulnerable. You're really finding yourself. You're really discovering yourself. I struggled with uh, achievement addiction. So I constantly was looking for achievement so that I felt validated from the world. And um, it wasn't until I started going through counseling because I wanted to help people in a school setting. For me, I was like, I went to school every day and I was a high performing student, graduated high school at a 393 and went on and got my bachelor's, master's and 
doctorate all back to back. And um, for me, I feel like I fell between the cracks because I was a very high performing student. I looked great on the outside. So no one knew what was happening on the inside at my house. And I had a counselor who changed my life. Like, I don't remember why she talked to me. I don't remember why she pulled me in, but she was the first person I disclosed it to. And um, children's services got involved. My mom ended up filing for divorce because she was like, I don't lose my kids. I didn't know all of this was happening. And so she changed my life. And so that inspired me to go into to counseling. But where the healing actually took place was undoing the beliefs that he had put onto me that I adopted as my reality. And that took a lot of work because I didn't even realize how much I had internalized of which he shared with me or what he believed or what he said. Um, even like, I remember he uh, uh, he called me fast and promiscuous and I didn't, I, I had to be like nine or 10 and I didn't know what the word meant. He's like, well, Google it. And obviously I wasn't, I was a virgin at nine or 10. And so for me, I had adopted this belief that I had to be this bad person because he said this to me. So there were so many things that I had to undo. And when I started studying just a few short years ago, so I lived this all the way into my thirties. Um, when I started studying neuro-linguistic programming, I realized that the way we interpret stuff is the way we internalize it and then the way it projects out in our reality. And if I want to shift my reality and the way things are playing out, I had to shift to the way I was interpreting things and believing things. And so I studied NLP. Interesting enough, I started working on NLP because I wanted to help my clients. But I say that I was my very first client with NLP because as I was going through the NLP modules and learning and the coursework around it and working with my coach, I had so many revelations and like wake ups and like, oh my gosh, this is why I behaved this way, or this is why I responded this way, or this is why I think this way. And so that was my biggest breakthrough was really understanding how our mind works and working on reprogramming my mind. And it's so amazing that I, that I did this because now when I teach my clients to reprogram their mind and they're stuck and they're having blocks and they're having resistance, I tell them that's normal. That's exactly where I was because we spent however long believing a certain thing or allowing ourselves to internalize something else. But at any given point, it gets to be different. You get to change it. You get to flip it. Um, and so that for me was my biggest breakthrough that I became my very first client as it related to NLP and began to make some shifts in my life that I in turn was able to really work through and help my clients be able to heal from so that they could step into their next level as well. And that's so interesting. I was just reading actually about um, like core shame and um, that stuff when you're so young. I mean, I'm so sorry. That's just awful. Like being called things like promiscuous and fast, like just like when you're that young, you can't, um, you take that almost as your identity. And then that just begins to like replicate itself because you have this pervading sense of shame that kind of really ripples out into all different areas. And I, and I really under, I really heard you when you said about the achievement addiction, like uh, almost like it, like it felt like for me, the only way that I could get my dad's attention was by doing really well at school. So it was almost like a currency of, um, yeah, exchanging it. Yeah, yes. like I'd feel like, oh yes, this will make dad really proud. And that I only felt then on that level, I could connect with him. It's so interesting though, that we become um, like addicted to um, these things that actually behind the scenes, it still doesn't uh, help with any of the limiting beliefs that continue to like play out for us. So that's, some, yeah, that just sounds like, um, like you've really come from a different place now especially and I carried that stuff into my 30s you know and it's so and then suddenly when it starts to fall away you're like oh my god I can't believe I've lived with this for so long <laughs> like, what so the fuck? Like, it's like a weight you've been carrying and you're like oh my gosh life looks so different it's like you're looking out of a different lens 
Yeah, it's like seeing things for the lies that they are and not for yeah. what you've just held as like totally true. Um, so that's just, yeah. And I think that's what coaching women is about. It's like showing them that actually the stuff that you tell yourself is so untrue that those limiting kind of negative beliefs. So that's amazing. Um, and why is helping women transform their lives so important to you? For me, I want to be a catalyst for change. I think, like I said, I feel like so many women play small. And then even if they want to play bigger, they don't know where to begin. Or and honestly, there's a lot of people um, I see with the coaching world being very unregulated. Um, there's not rules or how anyone can call themselves a coach. And I think that most people have really they have a passion behind it and a, a good intention behind it. But I think sometimes without the right tools and the strategies, sometimes it can be difficult to really support people and facilitate that change. So for me, I want to be that catalyst for change in a way that teaches women to, to take their power back, to be able to step into their power, to be able to build up that confidence and to step into it unapologetically. Um, and so that's why it's something that I'm so, I am so passionate about it. I like eat, breathe, and sleep coaching. Like it, it's something that I'm really, really excited about to be able to support women with. Just what you said as well, like the stepping into their power as women, like, especially as women, we, we always like, I know even just playing small, like that's something I always say in like, oh, am I playing small here? You know, whether it's like in a dead end job or a relationship that's not really for me or making decisions that aren't based on, you know, like self-worth, they're based on me feeling shame or a limiting belief about myself. And um, that's something as women as well, like we really, I think we've been told to kind of apologize for taking up space in a way. And it's really kind of trying to break down that, um, that barrier that I think I definitely, when I've worked with women, that's a real thing of them feeling like they can't take up space or like they haven't earned their seat at the table almost, you know, especially in workplaces. Um, so that's, yeah, that's very powerful messaging. Um, so tell me more about how you use human design in your business. So human design is the foundation uh, for what I do, for the work that I do, because we are all genetically designed to be different. Your authenticity is your greatest asset, but we run from being authentic because we all want to be this, you know, cut out size we want to be duplicate versions of everyone else especially in like with social media where we see this person's hair coming like oh my hair like that or this person's vacation we want a vacation like that or their relationship we want it like that instead of realizing we're supposed to be unique so for me that's the same approach i take in counseling what works for one client's not necessarily going to work for another so it's important that not only do they understand themselves on a very very deeper level, but I also understand them so that I can support them in the coaching world, coaching realm as well. Um, so human design is awesome. If you're new to human design, basically it's like, it takes the I Ching, it takes the uh, chakra system, it takes astrology, um, it takes a bunch of different systems and it creates this comprehensive overview of who you are designed to be. It helps you understand how you're supposed to make decisions, how you energetically show up in the world, what your purpose is, what your vocation is, what your branding should be like. I mean, it is so comprehensive. Um, I think a lot of times when people talk about human design, they focus on their types, which is great. Your type is a piece of it, but that's just like me saying I'm a woman. There's, I'm just because I'm a woman, I'm not the same as every other woman. There's so much, there's so many, much more below the, below it. So 
I help people uncover their human design and then begin to live in alignment with it. So we start with, again, those small little steps that help you to align with your human design. And it never fails. The more they begin to do those small steps or they commit to different pieces of their human design, the more they start to find themselves and really uncover themselves. And I don't mean what your favorite color is or your favorite TV show or what you like to eat, but I mean like who you are at the core, like what lights you up, what inspires you, how you're supposed to show up in this world, like all those things. Um, and so that's how I use it. I as a foundation and then we build upon that so for example like if I'm working with a coach and she's co starting a coaching business how are you supposed to show up on social media that meets you that's going to energetically feel aligned with you not based on how you see so and so do it how are you supposed to sell from the soul that aligns with you so that you don't feel salesy or sleazy so I'm really working through their unique genetic design so that they can align their life and their business with um, who they're made to be so it's a it's an amazing thing because it's that foundational tool and then we just build from there and I think that message in there as well is like the authenticity because I can definitely feel really uncomfortable uh selling or uh, if I feel like I'm not showing up in a way on Instagram that's very true to me and that kind of it it's really interesting isn't it because in our lives we can show up in ways that we know are not authentic to ourselves but we feel like we should that's something we should be doing so that's a really powerful um tool actually um I definitely it's want to look at yeah look at my human design now I think I know my type but I don't know maybe I don't know anything else but no that sounds like a really um just encouraging women as well to kind of own exactly what you said about the beginning really about integrating all those parts of ourselves that actually we we can shame and be like oh no that part's not perfect you know and that one doesn't fit up with my idolized image of myself and actually that just compounds all that low self-worth as well um so that sounds that does sound really amazing I tell people to look too at their human design because there's a lot of societal programming like think about it like you're taught that you're supposed to have go to school go to college or university get um you know get married have 2.5 kids work until you're 65 or but that's not that one size fits all is not appropriate for everyone that's not everyone's journey and the more you understand that the more you give yourself permission I, I, I always say human design is the ultimate permission slip to be who you're supposed to be because we always feel like we have to validate if we want to do something different and I, I dealt with that personally because I did everything society's ways and I was miserable I'm like this isn't fun like my marriage wasn't the best like I didn't love the degrees that I got like I loved the things that I learned but for me I'm like I want to do so much more I want to go deeper I want to you know and so being able to give myself permission to do what felt good for me was the most freeing feeling in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, and just carving out that existence that suits you, not because it's, uh, and I really speak about that as well, like that one size fits all. Like I definitely, I spent my twenties in like substance abuse, but I, and it was really like a way of trying to not be in the society that I just couldn't, I couldn't fit, do you know, like I, I didn't yeah. want to get married and have a mortgage and have 2.5 kids by the time I was a certain age. And I can still get into that space where I try and justify being single at 32. I'm like, oh, do I need to validate my existence? Like, it's so interesting because we, we subscribe to these like, um, these like norms or these patriarchal views and we're, we just take them as like that's obviously the truth and there's something wrong with me but when you let go of that and really step into exactly what you say like your blueprint I think there's so much I feel like you really see people's light turn on as well like you really see yeah. like, it's just letting go of all that like bs and you know thinking that we should be in certain places at certain points 
um, which can make me miserable. So, and I've seen it with my clients as well. So it's just, it's really good reminder as well that like it isn't a one size fits all, um, you know, despite what we're told. <laughs> um, and I wondered if you had like, do you have your own spiritual practices? Um, and, and if so, like what, what are they? Yeah. So three things that come to my mind that are really important to me. So I always pray first thing first when I wake up um, and then kind of weaved into prayer or sometimes I may kind of do it on its own is I always do a gratitude practice. When you think every everything is energy, the simplest way to put it is everything is energy. The energy you vibrate at is the energy you're going to attract more things into your life at. So for me, the highest form of energy you can be at, the highest energetic state you can be at is gratitude. And I don't do a rote form of gratitude, like, oh, thank you for my house and my car. Like, I don't do that rote form of gratitude. I get like very in depth with it. Like, and I do future pacing gratitude. So I'll say, thank you so much for the new client that I signed today and the impact that I get to have on her life or the, the change I get to facilitate with her. Thank you so much for the, the um, impact that I make today on my stories. Thank you so much for my fingers that allow me to DM people. Thank Thank you so much for my mom for sending me this creative recipe because I hate cooking. So I might be excited. My mom's going to send me a cool recipe to copy, whatever. So I do a, a form of gratitude in which I, um, I future pace it almost as if it's in my reality because I believe that I'm attracting it to my reality. And the cool thing is our subconscious mind doesn't register negatives. And a lot of times when we say things, we say things in a negative way that attracts more of it. So I might say, thank you so much that I'm not in debt. But all my subconscious mind registered was debt. So now I'm attracting more debt to my life and that can be confusing. So I'm, I'm future pacing it, but I'm saying it as if it has already happened. So I pray, I do gratitude. And then the next thing um, that I do before I start my morning is huge. And if I don't do it, I can tell that my whole day is off is EFT. Um, if you think of nature, still water, like if you think of like a, a stream, water has to move down a stream because still water becomes stagnant and toxic. Same thing with our body. Our body is made up of water. Our body is energy. And so if we just leave that negative energy in our body, it becomes toxic to us. And when I say negative energy, I mean those beliefs and those thoughts. So I use emotional freedom tapping, which is an amazing tool where you, again, like I said, you tap through the meridian points in your body and you listen to your body. So what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What are those negative beliefs that I feel blocked in? Tap those out and then I replace it with positive suggestions that feel more in alignment, that draw me towards what it is that I want because whatever your subconscious mind holds is what it's drawn towards. So if I am holding limiting beliefs, I'm going to be drawn towards more situations that reinforce those limiting beliefs that I already have. If on the flip side, I'm holding beliefs that are uplifting, beliefs that are empowering, beliefs that are exciting, I'm also going to be drawn towards those. And so emotional freedom tapping allows me to be drawn towards the things that I need to be drawn towards. Um, so those are the three things that are like non-negotiables in my life. Every now and again, I may add like a journaling practice or a scripting practice, but those are the three like non-negotiable spiritual practices that I do every uh, single day. Because also one uh, cool tip that most people don't know is your brain is most vulnerable first thing in the morning. Mm. So the first couple moments when you're awake, that's when your brain is most vulnerable. And when you're checking your email, you're going to feel already overwhelmed before you've ever stepped foot out of your bed. So um, I start my morning with things that are going to get me at a good energetic state, not starts my morning off comparing myself to somebody on social media. So I think that it's so important to have some sort of grounding practice that is going to help you start your day off on the right track. Yeah, that's so true as well. Like waking up and like scrolling through Instagram is just not, it's not conducive for like a good day. It just doesn't. Ooh which just always feels terrible. Um, 
I love asking guests this. Um, what is a crazy but true fact about you? Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. It <laughs> would be crazy. Okay, I'll, I'll share something. I read 58 books last year. That's a crazy but true fact about wow, me. Wow, I'm an avid reader. And I think even that I was like, what? <laughs> amazing so to my so to your credit I didn't physically like read all of the books they were either audiobooks or um physical books so um between audiobooks and physical books I read 58 books I am my friends would call me a nerd I consider myself a lifelong learner and once I have found my niche which is part all things personal development anything that yeah. falls under the umbrella I'm drawn towards it and so if you give me a good book you make a good recommendation I can pretty much like sit and read it in my little corner by my window with some water and I will read all day um, so yeah, that's a really interesting fact about me. I'm also an avid writer. So I've written um, 10 books and wow. a lot of people ask me, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people ask me like, how do you write so much? And I really believe that reading informs your writing. So the more I read, the more I, I feel like I've really grown as a writer because of how much I am capable of reading. That is, that is amazing. I think you've set, I'm going to set myself a new challenge for reading now. So I've been reading so much more in lockdown. Like I have so much more concentration span. Like I've always been a big reader. Like we'll just like, I remember my mum buying me books and being like, please, can you make it last longer than a day? But um, yeah. But also really? what you said about learning as well, like when I tap into that, even just now I was, uh, I was just reading a book about shame and like, I've just been learning so much and it's been uh, like, just to learn for me is like, it just takes me out of my stuff as well. It's always, yeah. I feel just much more um, aware rather than stuck in that sort of emotional space as well. So yeah, I really identify with that. Um, and lastly, if there's one piece of advice that you could impart on the audience, what would it be? I love this question. Um, the last piece of advice that I would impart would be to do today what your future self will thank you for. Right here, right now, where you're at is a result of what you plan it a few weeks ago, a few years ago, a few months ago, so on and so forth. So if you want something different in your future, that starts with taking action in alignment with that today. That is a very powerful piece of advice. Thank you so much for coming on to Cosmic Corner and for being such a wonderful guest. Oh, it was amazing. The pleasure was all mine. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> As always, guys, if anything resonated with you, please come and visit my website um, and also come and find me on Instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how I work and what I do. Um, and I'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.